How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Jackson Isle doing an excellent job for the last hour, educating at least me on some college hoops. But, I mean, my God, now you know why I had him on, right? The, the kid rattling off names left and right. I couldn't even tell you if they were real or not, but he seems to know everybody around the country and did a, a nice job there, so I look forward now. Now I have added interest because it's not just about the brackets and the normal fun. Now it is about following his picks along and seeing how well he does. And, of course, I'll be rooting for Jackson. But, look, we started the show talking about Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I don't. I hate to even use the saga continues, but we just wait on uh, the word being official that Rodgers is going to accept, I guess, a trade to the Jets. He'll be on with Pat McAfee later on this afternoon at 1 o'clock. So everybody at the sports world will be locked in to that. Uh, you know, we, we look forward to a decision being made. We talked a little bit about, the Giants getting Darren Waller, big free agent move, two days in a row. Giants get themselves a linebacker with Bobby O on Monday, and then yesterday they get themselves a weapon for Daniel Jones and Darren Waller. Now, look, Waller's got to be able to stay healthy for him, but he's going to be a matchup nightmare for opposing defenses, and you know Brian Dable is going to, I mean, he is going to utilize Waller to perfection. A smart offensive mind like that with a guy that's kind of a unicorn. I hate to use that term because there can't be too many unicorns, right? The idea of a unicorn is that you don't see him too often, but that term gets overused now. But Waller can be that. He is a wide receiver that plays tight end. Giants need a weapon. You look at the options that were out there in free agency, not many. I don't like Odell Beckham Jr., so I wouldn't want him anywhere near the Giants or the Jets for that matter, regardless of what Rodgers' wish list is. So they're not a great crop of free agent wide receivers. You don't want to be pigeonholed in the draft to have to take one. And now the Giants go out there and find themselves a smart trade getting a guy who is a difference maker, assuming he could stay healthy in Waller. So a good day for the Giants as well. They've had uh, Joe Shane has had a nice start to the offseason here. And like we said with the Jets, they sign Alan Lazard, bringing in Rodgers' friends. Like The writing's on the wall. All the pieces are in place. It's just waiting to hear it from Aaron Rodgers himself, saying that he's coming to the Jets, and then we could get excited about it. And the one thing that I was saying earlier is that Rodgers doing himself a disservice because he's frustrating the fans that just want to love him, that just want to be excited about him being here. And in the process that is being drawn out, fans are getting frustrated. And if he's 
for whatever reason, he or the Jets struggle out the gate, this will be brought back up. Eh, I didn't want this guy anyway. He took forever. He's all about himself. Right or wrong, that's what's going to happen, as opposed to maybe buying some good equity with the fans if he would have a couple of days ago come out or last week come out and said, I want to be with the Jets. End of story. So I think Rodgers not doing himself any favors. Knicks get a big win on the road in Portland, even without Jalen Brunson. An impressive performance for them. They finish up their road trip at 2-2, especially after losing the first two to Sacramento and the Clippers. An impressive road trip for the Knicks. No Jalen Brunson. Lost the first two games. They go out there and beat the Lakers, and then they handle business in Portland. What a nice job the Knicks did on that four-game trip before they now return home. On Saturday, Rangers get a win at home against the Capitals. Islanders lose in Los Angeles to the Kings. Uh, we didn't even get into the baseball. Maybe we could do that in a little while as well. But, you know, bad news for Jose Quintana as he's going to be down for three months at least. It sounds like July the earliest. Good news for David Peterson and or Tyler McGill. They're going to get an opportunity, and that's why the Mets have been built this way with their depth. And, you know, with the Yankees, they're messing around putting IKF in center field. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Is this the Pirates or is this the New York Yankees operating like a minor league team? I'll get more into that in a little bit. But Brian Cashman said in the offseason, Yankees need a left fielder. They didn't get one. So they've always needed a left fielder. Then they lose their starting center fielder. Now they're taking their failed shortstop and trying to make him a center fielder. I don't even know if the Pirates would do that. Speaking of the Pirates, Anthony's calling from Pittsburgh. Good morning, Anthony. <laughs> Stop. No, I don't think the even the pirates wouldn't even do that. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, just uh, to touch on what you were talking about before, mm-hmm. um, I'm about uh, 15 miles as the crow flies from Beaver Falls, where uh, Joe Willie's from. So I've I've always paid attention to the Jets. I'm diehard black and gold, but uh, have a little bit of soft spot for the Jets. But oh, I like it. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, what I was calling about was um, uh, Pitt basketball, the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Pitt won tonight. Um, I grew up. I grew up in the '80s as a as a big fan of the Big East. And um, what's kind of sad now is there's not a there's not a big presence in New York. Um, Regarding well, college basketball. That's why it could be big if Patino goes to St. John's. Yeah. Because he could change that. I'm not saying it's the right move, you know, ethically. Uh, it's it's probably not. But St. John's has been so bad for so long, trying to find the right guy year after year or, you know, every three years, whatever it is with St. John's, and they haven't been able to crack through. You get the feeling that yeah. Patino's the guy. And, yeah. look, he wouldn't be available to a, a coach the caliber of Rick Pitino would not be available for a program like St. John's if not for all of his transgressions off the court. That's true. He, that, That's he true. wouldn't be at Iona either, but he goes to Iona, and look what he's done with that team. Well, Imagine uh, what he Sal, could do with St. John's. Sal, in the 80s, the, the Big East tournament, I mean, the Big East, it was huge. You know, I, I had the opportunity, and I actually um, I went to it in 93, um, which is kind of interesting because that was the uh, the blizzard of '93, um, which is 30 years ago now. I don't know how that, that <laughs> happened, but um, that is scary. The Big yeah. East, the Big East. I mean, when you went to the the, the tournament at MSG, um, it, it was it was 
it was all it could rival the NCAA tournament in terms of the quality of basketball. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, I missed. I mean, and, uh, I've obviously learned about it and you know watched docs on it or just heard about it over the years, but I missed the prime years of the Big East tournament. I was a little too young and I wasn't a college basketball fan at that particular moment. So, I, I mean, like I said, I know about it. I wish it were like that now. Yeah. So, Requiem of the Big East. Um, I think it's a 30 for 30. It's, it's, it's yeah, awesome. I it saw out. it. I saw that. Years ago, that one came out. And thank you for the call, Anthony. I'm pretty sure that's what you're talking about, the one that came out years ago. Yeah, I mean, I know about the history of St. John's and Georgetown, Syracuse, all that, the battles with Ewing, Chris Mullen. Yeah, I, I mean... I wish that it were like that. And even, by the way, in more recent years, I was telling this story the other day to Fleegs uh, on the air, maybe last week it was, where I was at the, you know, whatever it was, six-overtime game with uh, UConn and Syracuse. Once they started, it, it obviously was not the same Big East anyway at that point, but once they started messing around with, you know, Syracuse leaving and, and all these teams leaving, it's like, I'm out. I, I can't, I mean, it's one thing to have players both teams, especially in college, like you know the deal. Okay, guys are going to leave early, whatever. That that stinks. You'd rather have guys there three, four years. But if guys are going to leave early, all right, that's one thing. To have teams move in conferences, that, that's just something I was never going to stand for as a fan. Mike is calling from East Meadow. What's up, Mike? Not much. Uh, great show, and I love the tournament breakdown. That was uh, Thank you. Really- we appreciate that. Jackson Heil did a great job. Yeah, so uh, not to flog a dead horse here, but uh, the Aaron Rodgers thing um, – Organ grinder, check. Tent, check. Bearded lady, check. This is just going to be a three-ring circus of colossal proportions. And a couple of uh, quick points. Who's running the show? Obviously not the Jets, which is never a good thing. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, obviously they've relinquished certain power where they go all in on a player. But, look, the Jets are still in control here. Believe it or not. Okay, I. Uh, I mean, they, 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 they look. They, they're leveraged up against it because you know they need Rodgers. They want Rodgers, but the Jets made the decision to go all in on Rodgers. If they chose, they could have chose to go get Derek Carr. They chose to stick with Aaron Rodgers. So they, by that, they made the power move, and now they're just awaiting the decision. Official. What could be interpreted as being backed into a corner. The second thing, bringing in all these Aaron Rodgers guys, it's got to disrupt the uh, clubhouse because you're going to have clicks. Who's in, who's in, out, who's not a, a, a Rodgers guy, and, and that's not good. And just in general, I've been a Jets fan. I remember, you know, Joe Willie and Bachelors 3. If you don't remember that, look it up. And um, it, it just tells me that this, this is not going to – and well, because uh, Aaron Rodgers is—he's at this point, he's—he's he's a puppeteer, and and there's just so much uh, variables and balls in the air that for this to coalesce, coalesce into a winning season, the, the odds are against it in in a monumental proportion. Well, how they're getting a great quarterback, their odds should increase to having a successful season. And what are you talking about? All the guys that they brought in, or the three ring circus. I think at this point, now I understand why you're saying it, but I think that that's more um, perception than reality. Yeah, no, I... uh... Well, the reality is, where's the circus in reality? 
Because what I see in reality, in reality, oh, no, 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 in reality, what I see is the Jets going to get the best quarterback that's available. And they are on the verge of getting him officially. They are putting the pieces in place around him. So where's the three-ring circus exactly? Well, it's, it's probably based on my, you know, 45-plus years of being a Jet fan. Well, that's understandable, but that's what I mean about perception versus reality. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I, uh, I got you. But uh, it just appears to me that um, the, the teams that are successful long-term, they, they have a plan and a system. Build, build out from the inside with the lines and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and the Jets completely out of whack. They're backing into the. Uh, they're, they're backing into uh, their team, and they're not like pro- progressing in, in a logical fashion. They're just no, like, but Mike. I- Mike, they did build, and thank you for the call. We appreciate checking in. They did build the team the right way, inside out. Joe Douglas has done a nice job. In the trenches, he's done a nice job bringing in young defensive talent and even discovering young offensive talent, which is something that's unheard of, as you well know, for the Jets organization. The only thing that they have failed has been their young quarterback. That's the only thing. And they failed him miserably to a point of likely no return. I still believe in him to a certain extent, you know, a very little, but I'm not, I'm not ready to kick him to the curb. However, he's irrelevant once you get Aaron Rodgers. And that's the point. This is not a three-ring circus. This is not LOL Jets. This is not paper bag over your head, just end the season Jets. This is Jets are on the verge of getting a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's what this is. You can choose to look at it one of two ways, positively or negatively. There are a lot of people that are trying to paint this in a negative light. I don't see how that's possible. Look, being frustrated with the drawn-out process, that's different. But painting the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers any way other than it's one of the great moments in the history of this sad franchise, to me, is wrong. The Jets have been, like it or not, Jet fans, and you know this, and I know the truth hurts, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. The Jets have been a sad franchise. You are on the verge of acquiring one of the great quarterbacks to ever play the game. That still has something left at age 39. Rodgers can still, Rodgers at this age can still throw the football better than anybody that we've seen with the Jets in years. And you want to go back to Testaverde? You want to go back before that? Even at age 39, there's no negative to this other than the exhausting, frustrating, drawn-out process. But it's going to end with the result that everybody should want. I find it highly comical that people are actually knocking the Jets for making the power move going all-in to get Aaron Rodgers, who at this very moment is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You make that move every single time. And the Jets happen to have a need. It is a perfect fit. And they're on the verge of making it happen. What would be worse? Getting Aaron Rodgers? Oh, how could you get Aaron Rodgers? You're giving up way too much to go get a 39-year-old quarterback. Or not getting Aaron Rodgers. Think about how your organization would be. Rodgers was the play. 
all along he was the play. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets, for the first time in 15 years, are champions of the National League. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yankees are embarrassing themselves. IKF in center field. Dude, go get an outfielder. I mean, what are we waiting for here? You needed a left fielder. I'm talking to Brian Cashman. You need a left fielder to start the year. Now Bader goes down. You need an outfielder desperately. IKF is a waste. You made a mistake bringing him in. You thought he was a shortstop. He failed at shortstop. Much to the surprise of no one outside of the people in that building, although they try to run the metrics at you. Oh, no, he's been good defensively. No, he's not. I can see early on. Legitimately, if you go back and check out one of my podcasts from opening day probably last year, if not one of the first few games with the Yankees, I was like, this is the guy that they're saying is a great defensive player? Give me a break. What IKF? Come on. No way. Anyway, now they're going to move him to center field. Yeah, I get you want to make him more versatile because you brought him in to do something he can't do. Play short. He's a utility player at best. You thought he was an everyday shortstop. Oh, my God. And forget about that. You need an outfielder now. Go get one. Move Judge to left. Move IKF to center. I mean, is this the Yankees here or what? What are we doing? Are you trying to win a World Series or or, or what? what? What's the top priority? Not exceeding the luxury tax threshold or winning a World Series. They're embarrassing themselves. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Stewart? Yeah, they are embarrassing themselves. He's stunned. The Yankees are starting to remind me of the coupons. You know, before, <laughs> the, before uh. Stevie Cohen. You know, the ones before Stevie the B- Cohen. Yeah, the BC the match coupons. you're talking about. Yeah. The coupons I called them. Oh, don't. You got to be nice. Come on, Stuart. No, There's not no need nice to. No, them. they're not, not here anymore. Them. Why not? not just just no. be nice. They're, they're Never not, be nice to the coupons. Why? Well, they didn't do anything to you. They did. What? They caused suffering with their stupidity and their moves. You're a Yankee fan. What? You're a Yankee fan. Back then? No. You're did you a. Yeah. Did you forget? From 62 to 2000, I was on the AC Mets. Okay. Well, no, you were on the BC Mets before calling. Yeah, I'm the BC sorry. Mets. I'm okay. Sorry. The BC Mets. All right. Okay. The simple fact was they're a bunch of fools. <laughs> they were. And now how Stein and Brenner is going to turn into them? Now, how do you like IKF in center field? No, I don't. I don't like IKF on the team, period. Yeah. If he, anything, he should play third base. DiMaggio, Mantle, Bernie, IKF. What? DiMaggio, Mantle, Bernie, IKF. Mantle. Yeah, I'm saying great center fielders in uh, Yankee history. Mantle was the best one. Well, I'm just saying these, those, all those greats, and now IKF. I mean, you put him up there. Stop it! Put him, put him where? <laughs> put him at third base and get rid of Donaldson. I wouldn't even do that. I would. You know why? He's a better player. He's a better player. He want to go glove at third base. I'm saying I'd rather have um, I'd rather have Lemayu at third base than okay, I would. Okay, so we'll put Lemayu at third. We'll put Peraza at short, Volpe at second, and Rizzo at first. Hey, did you hear? I was telling Fleegs the story before. Did you hear what I was saying about who was listening to the show yesterday? 
Yeah, no, I didn't hear that. Who, I, was, I, I wasn't listening. Well, I was talking about, I was talking about uh, my trip that I'm going to Port St. Lucie. You know, I'm going to Port St. Lucie to hang uh-huh. out with the Mets this weekend. Uh-huh. I want to go see uh, some games and hang out with Terry Collins a little bit. And, I can go hang out with Stevie. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be there or not. But apparently uh-huh. somebody from the Mets was listening to the show because I got a call from the Mets yesterday morning. I was saying that I want to go down there and meet Buck, my guy Buck. Mary Buckmiss. Buck, yeah, Buck, Buck, right, Mary Buck, Buckmiss. Uh-huh. As you know, that's my thing. And I know that's your thing. I was called. Would you take those sunglasses off, please? I can, what do you mean sunglasses off? What, on TV? Yeah, on TV. That's ridiculous. They run it. They made, whole, they made the it. Place, man. It's, like my, it's like when I'm wearing my Maui gyms. And then I put on my products, and I'm covering up my face. They made us yeah. put on the glasses for a segment, and now it's a commercial, just like that Mary Buckmiss commercial. Anyway, let oh, me finish the story. Oh, I like the, the Mary Buckmiss commercial better than the sunglasses. Oh, me too, because that's my creation. And anyway, let me finish the story. So somebody yeah. from the Mets called me and said, hey, you know what? You want to meet Buck? We can make that happen. Oh, my God. So, you're, meeting, you're meeting the man. The man! And the man. The man! Yankees, Mets, doesn't matter. He's the man. I want, I would, I told you, I want him as my manager. Merry Buckmas! It is a Merry Buckmas indeed come That's Sunday right, morning. Man. That's right. I'll tell him you said hello. I'll tell him I said hi. Tell him I said I'm sorry he's not with my team. No, he is. He is with your team. You're a Mets fan, Stuart. I know you, it. You, you just know, admitted. You know it. one thing. You know what you have to do to make that happen, right? Well, I know. We've gone over this before. Well, but well, well, How many times do you want me to go over Would that? you rather root for a data applicator or a real manager? Hmm? You have Aaron Boone or I you have switched, Buck Showalter? I switched because of the ownership. Hmm. I was well, tired of it. Switch back. Ownership has changed. I understand that, but I've been there 20, 20, almost 22 years. All right, well. All right, now I told you what you have to do. So then you're right, Buck is my guy. You can enjoy Boone. I don't enjoy Boone. Are you kidding me? I don't enjoy Boone, but I do like what he does off the field, the way he carries himself off the field and what he does for charitable events. And, you know, it's speaking about that, you're, you're talking about them getting an outfielder. That's whose job is that to get an outfielder? Not Hal Steinbrenner. Who? Brian Cashman. Please tell Brian Cashman, go home. We had a Cashman nice himself said, Stuart, and thank you for the call. Uh, Cashman himself said that the Yankees needed a left fielder. He specifically said it. I remember him saying it after the season ended. Whenever that. Oh, you know, his off-season press conference began or whatever it was, that initial thing. He said the Yankees need a left fielder. I shouldn't say he said it specifically then. He said it at some point. Yeah, right. Please uh, points out, last year, and this is two years in a row now, last year in the off-season after the year ended, he said they need a shortstop. And he ended up with IKF. With all those free agents, he ended up with IKF. This year he said they need a left fielder. And they ended up with Hicks. Or Judge. They're going to move Judge. So they needed an outfielder to begin with. And that's not my opinion. I mean, it is my opinion. But I'm using off of what the general manager himself said. We need a left fielder. Then my first question to him, if I were going to Yankee camp and meeting him, would be, why didn't you get a left fielder? You said you needed one. What happened? Now, on top of that, they lose their starting center fielder. So they didn't get a left fielder. They lost their starting center fielder, and they're trying to move their failed shortstop to center field. 
If I were to give you a hint, like blindly just talking about a playing game, let's play a game here on this Wednesday morning on the fan, on the overnight. Name this team. They are taking the best right fielder in baseball, turning him into a left fielder, because even though the general manager said they needed a left fielder, they didn't get one in the offseason. They are then taking a failed shortstop and moving him to center field due to the recent injury of this star center fielder or starting center fielder. Name that team. I mean, if I asked you that question without knowing the answer, you'd be like, um, hmm, uh, I don't know, the Brewers, the Royals, mm, the Rockies, you know, one of those crappy teams. Who's doing that? The A's? Maybe the A's are doing that. The Yankees! The New York Yankees! It used to be... Cashman comes out, says we need a shortstop. Boom, Yankees go out. They get a real shortstop. It used to be Cashman says we need a left fielder. They go out there and get the best left fielder. Not convert a failed shortstop now to center field. Or mess around by moving guys all over the place. Yankees, I mean, look, they used to have a lot of talent. And they still are going to be one of the favorites to go to the World Series out of the American League. But this is just, it's gotten messy there. Rob is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Rob. How about those Rangers? Uh, hey, Sal. How you doing? Yeah, the Rangers, bro. Um, you know, we spoke last night. And I tell you, I was going to call you tonight. Uh, I'm going to say something kind of off topic a little bit, and I, I hope you don't take it the wrong way. I just want to say what's on my heart. And it's like, you know, I've been dealing with you, talking to yourself for a long time, mm-hmm. and... And, you know, every time I call the show, no matter what topic you're on, and, you know, your producers, no disrespect to your producers, but I, I got respect for them. No matter what topic you've always been on, I debate who you are, where you come calling from, where I'm from Brooklyn, what you want to talk about. And, uh, you know, I tell what I want to talk about. And it's always like, okay, you can put your hold. Mm-hmm. And it seems like kind of recent, no disrespect to you or your show, so I love your show. Uh, you're the only one I call when you're on. And it seems like recently, like, oh, he's not on that topic right now. You got to call back. Is that a new format? No, I mean, that should always be the format. I guess there are certain but times. But I'm just going to say, it's, it's never been that. Because I don't care what you ever been talking about. I, I totally get off the topic. So, you know, I'm a Ranger guy, you know. You can talk about football, baseball, basketball. Well, when there's something specifically like Rodgers where it's a clear lead topic and we're doing it for an hour, I can understand how a Rangers call wouldn't fit in the middle of that. Okay, so I'm I'm cool. I get you. I get you. I get you. But yeah, no, it's nothing personal. And and obviously you can call it and talk whatever you want, whenever you want. But in that unique circumstance, if I start the show talking about Rodgers and we've got a run of Rodgers calls on, it's tough to squeeze a Rangers call in there. It doesn't fit. I get you, but can I just say this? Yeah. I, I'm, 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 no disrespect, but it's, it, it's never been like that. I never I never had to call with you where no matter what you've been talking about, if I'm talking about the Rangers, you're talking about the NWACP, whatever, it's like, oh, oh, we're going to we, – okay, hold on. So, I, I don't know, maybe it's move forward. Yeah, no, it's nothing It's nothing personal, uh, Rob. Okay, no, you, you okay. just got to – for the betterment of the show, we try to keep it too topical, yeah, but, so – yeah. But you know what? I respect the show so much. Yeah. I stayed on for three hours to call you. 
Well, I, I appreciate that very much. And that's the other thing. If you call and get through and say, you know, Fleegs or whoever's screening it, and obviously it's Fleegs in this case, would no, say. No, no, no disrespect to you. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, how it would work is, yeah, you could hold if you want, but we're not going to get to the Rangers for maybe another two hours. Right, right, well, right. But no, I put my phone in charge. But look, I just, I just want to declare that. Right. So, look, let me get into my topic real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm going to waste a few minutes. I think Kane played the best game he plays the Rangers tonight. He was active. He, he scored the goal. I mean, he, he was he was really active tonight. And Wilson only got two minutes for punching good roll in the face three times. I don't know how that happened. Ah, uh, that guy's like I can't stand him. Oh, uh, well, I mean, Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna move past that. Okay? Yeah, all right. Now, 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 a question to you now. When Lindstrom comes back on defense, right? Mm-hmm. They need Lingren. People, oh, I mean, I know that Ranger fans know how important he is, but when people yeah. go over the struggles recently, the Rangers, it's conveniently ignored or just left out how important. Oh, no, he, you saw it last year. Intricate. Yeah, no, okay. they need him. He's one of their most important players. Okay, now who do you sit? I can't pronounce his name. McCola? Rob, Rob. <laughs> that was not one of your better calls. Uh, you get back to us, though, Rob. I appreciate your support. And. I know you made a mistake right there, dropping a little F-bomb on us on this Wednesday morning. Slipping it in there. Look, don't worry about who's going to be out when Lingering comes back. Worry about Lingering coming back. And also that the Rangers are playing better hockey now, to your point. Kane looking like he's starting to get acclimated, fitting in nicely here. They needed just some practice and some time together on the ice. You know, Rangers made some big moves. Kane, Tarasenko, they need to figure that out. Get those guys playing with each other, get into a rhythm, get comfortable with each other. But the most important thing, and Lindgren coming back healthy is an important thing, but the most important thing is Shesterkin. And he's starting to look like Shesterkin again. Perfect timing. They cannot win the Stanley Cup without Igor Shesterkin playing the way that he did last year all year long. If they don't have that, they don't have a chance. I don't care how many guys they have up front, how deep their four lines are, what their defensive pairings are. They don't have a shot unless Shesterkin is playing at a high level. And, you know, the penalties last night were sloppy. Rangers not being a disciplined team. That's, you know, look, you, you got to clean that stuff up as well. But as long as they get Chesterkin playing at a high level, then they'll have a chance. Look, it's not going to be easy. I mean, it's never easy. But in particular in the Eastern Conference, we were talking about too, where you know, all of a sudden the Islanders might be on the outside looking in pretty soon if they're not careful here. Islanders going to be fighting tooth and nail to hang on to that final playoff spot and then potentially draw a matchup with the Bruins where for a while it was looking like maybe the Islanders would be playing the Canes. Remember, people were getting excited about the Islanders taking on the Rangers. You know, Islander fans calling up saying they're going to beat the Rangers. Well, the Islanders, if they're not careful, could be on the outside looking in. And if they're lucky, they may have a round with the Bruins to, to start things off in the postseason. Not ideal. But as long as you get in, and look, you take your chances. And for the Rangers, look like it's going to be either the Devils or the Canes in that first round, the 2-3 matchup. So they have, you know, about, what, 15, 16 games, whatever it is, to figure it out. 
get healthy, start to get acclimated, start to gel, whether it's the power play line, whether it's the regular lines, and then go make a run at the cup in the postseason. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Go to five a.m. The warm up show with Al and Jerry. I told you earlier when I see Jerry in the newsroom. Jerry, I didn't think you'd show. Boy, Rutgers, uh, a rough, rough end to their season. Disappointing selection Sunday as they don't make the tournament. Last four out or first four out, and then the number one seed at home against Hofstra. In the NIT, they go down in overtime. Rough loss for them. Look forward to seeing Jerry in a little bit. Steve is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Steve? Hi, Steve. From Yankees? Yeah, go. Go Yeah. So before I touch on the IKF and the Yankees stuff, I want to bring up this Mitchell Robinson nonsense from an hour ago, if you heard about this. No, what happened? Mitchell Robinson? Yeah, so, you know, the Knicks went a big game in Portland. An hour ago? Yeah, he goes on Snapshot an hour ago and puts out how – He's tired of just being out there for cardio. Like, I want to play basketball fan, but just wasting my energy and time. Okay, so... Nick Where did you see this? This, this is on what? His Snapchat, he put that out. I just saw him tweet. Uh, you saw it, Fleeks? I just saw him tweet. This is Mitchell Robinson. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. He tweeted, life's a climb, but the view's great. Good night. Uh, Fleeks is sending me something else here now. Uh, yeah, Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat, so uh, I want to play basketball. really just wasting my time. Yeah, that's a problem. You're right. I mean, because it's a negative comment on a team that's actually having success finally. Well, suddenly not. This guy, Mitch Robinson, he didn't improve an ounce from day one till year four until this year, year five. He's showing some more signs. But this guy's never just been like, you know what? I'm going to watch tape with DeAndre Jordan, Tyson Chandler, and be that guy. Like, he, he puts videos out in the summer of him dribbling the ball between his legs, shooting threes. The guy can't even make a free throw. Like, Mitch. 
his head is screwed on wrong, and it's a shame that after night like night like tonight, a big win. This is what this guy's talking about. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many. It's handle selfish. It, but... it, it's selfish, and I'm sure Tibbs is not gonna. It's not gonna go over well. Now, the problem with Robinson, he plays 21 minutes tonight, was basically uh, ineffective. Obviously, he doesn't do anything offensively, even on the boards tonight. Didn't do much. He was he was, he had an awful game. And he's probably in his feelings, and he's feeling like, hey, everybody else contributed, they won, and maybe he's feeling worthless for whatever reason. Uh, I mean, I, I don't get it. I like Mitchell Robinson as a defender, as a rebounder. I don't know why he would feel the need to come out with something like, remember, these are young, immature kids here, but you got to be better than that. you got to be a better teammate than that. Well, this is year five for Mitch now. Like I said, Hartenstein, this guy has played a good ball of late, give him credit. But Robinson, you know, he just has a hard time accepting the fact that at his best, he's a Tyson Chandler, DeAndre George. Those guys have made plenty of money and had a great career. So just be that guy. Don't worry about touching right. the ball. Because this is not the first points. time. You're, you're right, Steve. This is not the first time he said this. Years ago, we was talking about, oh, I got an offensive game. They just don't let me do my thing or whatever. No, you don't. You can't hit a free throw, dude. So about the Yankees, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up the IKF situation, the way in which you brought it up, because it is on the Yankees for acting like, oh, you know, we're going to sign Judge and do all these other things. They did nothing. They brought in Rodon, and that's it. Um, the catching situation now, Trevino's hurt. So what do you got? Kyle Higgins, Shoka, and a hurt Trevino. Even even if those guys are healthy, what do you got a catcher? Um, they didn't add any outfield bat. And now the IKF situation, you know, it took him until game three of the playoffs last year to be like, oh, you know what, guys? We were wrong about this guy. Yeah, really. Um, so. And not throw him in the outfield. Like, it's over. It's over. He's a uh, best utility guy. The ship sells. Send him to Colorado or the dog and call it a bait, please. Well, I mean, that's the point. They want to make him more versatile because they know he's a utility guy. They're admitting a mistake. But this goes back to last year's offseason where they didn't get a real shortstop. And you want to talk about the guys that they have in waiting, whether it's Peraza or Volpe. And we'll see, and that'll be fine. But IKF was a disaster, and now they're trying to save face with it. You know who else was a disaster? Josh Donaldson. And now they're trying to run it back. With him again, you're right. They're going to be thin at catcher, and they got a miracle from Trevino last year where he was an all-star. I mean, you're going to count on that production. Look, the Yankees, if they're not careful, this could get messy quick here. Rodon, the one guy they bring in, he gets hurt. Bader's hurt. I mean, uh, uh, Stanton's always hurt. He's not hurt yet, but he'll be hurt. So thin at catcher, even though they're loaded in the infield with a logjam, do you trust Josh Donaldson? I don't. Left field, question mark. Yankees right now, it could be a little messy for him. Well, well, you were saying, what are their goals? And their goals, I don't think they have been for quite a while now to win a World Series. I mean, listen, the Yankees feel like we don't want to get to that Steve Cohen tax spot. I'm not going to add anybody. So they stopped, you know, they stopped their off season there. Um, they, their goal is to win 90 or something, 90 or so games, sell out the ballpark, sell plenty of chicken buckets and, you know, beers. And at the trade deadline, they'll evaluate. They'll maybe grab a bat there and have the other team pay, pay the money like they did with Joey Gallo trade. But I don't think they're trying to win championships. That's been a thing now for the last decade with them. So it's the count of dollars and cents, and it's ridiculous. I do believe, and thank you for the call, Steve. Good stuff. Appreciate the passion. I do believe they want to win. I do believe they're trying to win to a certain extent. And with the old Yankees, the Yankees that I grew up hating, with those Yankees, there was no to a certain extent. It was all in, all the time, that's it. End of story. And now there are these restrictions. There are these, well, yeah, we need a shortstop. But not that guy. He's too expensive. Or no, we're going to wait and see what we got in the minor leagues. Yeah, because that's worked out so well for you in years past. With Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres and Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar and Greg Bird. And on and on with some of the baby bombers. I'm not saying that Volpe or Peraza aren't going to be good. I happen to like both those guys so far from what I see from them. But these are not 
The Yankees. A moving IKF to center field. That's a BC Mets move before Cohen Mets move. That's a Royals or Pirates move. That's not a New York Yankees move. The Yankees used to say, hey, um, all right, we need a left fielder. Why don't we go get, who's the best left fielder available? Yeah, why don't we go get him? Oh, we need a shortstop this year? Send me the list of shortstops, will you please? Let's go get one of those top three guys. Pick one and let's go get one. Center fielder gets hurt. Let's go get a center fielder. We don't got time to waste here. Yeah, what happens when he comes back? Who cares? We'll figure it out. Just go get me a center fielder, please. That was the Yankees, right or wrong. That was the way the Yankees would operate. Now it's quite the opposite. Raymond calling from Monroe, Georgia. Good morning, Raymond. Hey, Sal. I wanted to talk about the Knicks. I just want to get this in real quick. Those moves were before Cohen. That was Double Day and Wilpon because the Mets tried it moving um, infielders to the outfit. First it was Keith Miller. And then they tried Juan Samuel. Now you're going way back. Yeah. Now you're going way back. How about moving Todd Hunley to the left field? How about moving Kaz Matsui to shortstop? You move Reyes to second base. I mean, come on. I guess they're looking for the next Robin Young. Daniel Murphy. I mean, moving him all over the place. And they were playing guys. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, they're not going to be Robin Young. And they're moving guys all over the place. And playing guys in different positions because they couldn't afford to go get an actual whatever position they needed. Yeah, well, I, I think it got to be somebody out there that could play left or center, could, could play both. It got to be somebody on the waiver wire that the Yankees could pick up. I don't think IKF is a center field. Well, Jerickson Pro, well, I mean, IKF, forget about him. Uh, Jerickson Profar is available. It's going to cost money. Yankees don't want to go over that tax threshold, so that's probably a holdup. Maybe they have a bigger trade in the works or, or thinking. Uh, long-term, hey, we might not need it right now, but if we wait, we could get a good trade val- uh, value for so-and-so. You know, I mean, there's, there's, I'm sure Brian Cashman, they're not that dumb. They know that they need an outfielder. They've known they've needed one for a while. So maybe they just figured, hey, we'll get by from the first couple of months of the season. Then at the deadline, we'll go get, let's say, Brian Reynolds from the Pirates, a guy who they've been eyeing. But there's got to be a move out there for the Yankees to be able to make. Yeah, that's good. And on the Knicks, uh, I really thought they were in trouble after they lost the first two on this trip, but they showed me something bouncing back against the Lakers in last night. And they got some great guard play off the off the bench for McBride and Hart. So that's that's encouraging. Yeah, and Hart has been – he's been huge for him. And you're right, Raymond, and thank you for the call. The Knicks, when it started to look like, eh, you know what, they might be going in the wrong direction here. And by the way – you can't even blame them really for it because they're without their best player. Yes, Randall is an all-star, and R.J. Barrett's been picking up the slack a little bit. You know, Emmanuel quickly last night doing it. To your point, I mean, they get contributions from McBride as well, which helps. Hart has been a mainstay off the bench. But you look at what they did the first two of that road trip, getting spanked in Sacramento, losing to the Clippers, and then still knowing that no Brunson. Then go out there and take care of the Lakers. Huge win. And followed up with that big effort last night in Portland. That's showing me something. That's something that they would have never done in recent years. Winning without their best player like that on the road, salvaging a four-game split, 
That's impressive. And now look, they got to finish it off here and make sure they get that five seed, hold off the nets. But impressive. And they have players now. Without Brunson, the good thing is that quickly is emerging as a guy who, if asked to do more, he's showing you he could do it. The Knicks now have four guys. Randall, Brunson, Barrett, quickly. Four guys that could potentially be star players on any given night. Obviously, Brunson is a star, a superstar. Randall is an all-star. The other two, with Quickly and Barrett, they've shown flashes. They've had moments. Now, if they could ever, even just one of them, be that consistently, that's when the Knicks get to another level. But if those guys can have the impact that they've been having here, the Knicks could be dangerous, man. Am I getting carried away, Marco? Or you think the yep. Knicks have a, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, don't ruin my fun. You know, I really should enjoy watching the Knicks, but I still feel like it's fool's gold. You know, I, I really do. the bearer of bad news. Why is that? Why do you feel like it's fool's gold still? Randall. I don't believe in Randall. Yeah. He's a turnover machine. Whenever the games get late and the games are in crunch time against real teams in the playoffs, he will turn the ball over. He will kill them late in games. The Knicks will never be able to get over the hump if they continue to rely on Julius Randall. Hater. Hater. I should enjoy that. I love yeah. Brunson. Quickly's done a great job. I love mm-hmm. Josh Hart. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. They've got pieces. Barrett is inconsistent, but you, you can see at times. There's something there. They're not a laughing stock. But to me, part of me makes my blood boil hmm. that we're to the point where they're not a laughing stock is good enough. The oh, because max, they've been so bad for so long. Yeah, but long. what's the max of this team? Conference semis. That's it. Semis? No, I think conference finals. Really? Yeah, I mean, the max? Well, why? here's what I said a while ago. Why put a cap on what they could be anymore? Because they, what if something happens with Milwaukee where they have a bad series? Like, upsets happen. I think we're kidding ourselves. If you think that they could actually beat the Bucs in the seven game dream, scene, damn it. Yeah, but that's what it is. It's a dream. Okay, well, I want a dream. It's a dream. In years past, it was like, hey, do you think the Knicks might be able to win, I don't know, 19 games this year? I get it, which is why I should be enjoying this. But I'm not enjoying it as much as everybody else because I almost feel like I'm hearing all this. And I'm like, I remember when conference semis was a time to blow the thing up. Yeah, right. Now it's the ceiling and everybody's so overjoyed. We got well, so beat down for 20 years, yeah. and I'm I'm afraid that Dolan and the Knicks and everybody, that it's going to be enough. They're going to feed us this because, hey, we're not a laughing stock anymore. We're just fodder for the rest of the really good teams in the conference, no. but you enjoy that. Hey, by the way, uh, changing topics real quick because I'm not going to see you until probably next week at some point. Did you hear Fleegs and I talking about it before, how the Mets uh, were listening or somebody was listening yesterday when we're talking about, you know, I'm going to make a trip to Port St. Lucie. And I was saying the one thing I want is to introduce myself to Buck. Mary Buckman, all that stuff. Yeah, Got a call from the Mets yesterday morning. They can make, hey, hey, we can make it happen. You want to meet Buck? We can make it happen. How about that? Yeah, how about that is right. Sunday morning, 1030, batting practice, Port St. Lucie, me, Buck. How about that? Uh, I was right. like, who the hell's listening at 1.30 in the morning? I'm not really like the starstruck guy. I- I'm a little envious of that. Do you know why I love telling this story? Just hearing stories from Buck, I almost feel like a little kid sitting around the fire. Like, please tell me another story, Mr. Showalter. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it's going to be like. <laughs> Buck, I love you, please. <laughs> so, you know why I love telling this story specifically to you, who's wearing a Yankee hat? I told this to my buddy Jimmy Trana on the SI Media podcast yesterday. Because mm. you guys, Yankee fans love Buck as well. Oh, yeah. 
Buck's the man. I, I mean, I had a hard Buck. time when Buck left. And that's, what, 25, 30 years ago, it feels like. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's actually one of the things I can't stand that he's on the Mets uh, or that well, he's with the I Mets. I love it. Just because, but I, I do want to see him win a World Series. He deserves Man, that. Mary Buck, Miss And I want to see him walk into the Hall of Fame. I know. he's He does deserve it. Let's now, will hope it he happen gets there. or not? Who knows? I, I don't know. But I, I'm actually, I'm envious. Like I said, I'm not really starstruck. I'm not that guy. Like, I don't really, I'm not good with small talk. Mary. Buck Showalter, I just want to sit in the corner. Just tell me stories, man. Yeah, right. I, I'm not going to ask too many questions. Just, you, just keep going. Just tell me stories. And you know he's always got something dialed up because... Uh, Buck's really good at like wonder, he's like a magician. You like, think, look like, over here, look over here. You think they prep him for like, hey, I don't know if you've heard of this guy before, but he's at the fan and SNY. You know, he's a big supporter of yours. Sings Mary Buckmas and all that stuff. And guarantee you, he knows. He there also, is nothing uh, Buck doesn't know. All right, so you think he knows about the Mary Buckmas? Do you think he knows about the NL East is over thing? Uh, he'll know before he sees you. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know how many there is NLA. nothing you're going to get past Buck. He I knows it all to, before he walks in. If he blames me for the NL East, I don't know if I can handle it. He might take a jab at you. I want him to, yeah, I know, I should bring him a Mary Buckman shirt. I want him to absolve me of all blame. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Hey, uh, we don't blame you for that. Why do I feel, Buck's going to take a couple of jabs at you. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Uh, Can you get the recorder? Can I at least hear the Buck stories? Can I do that? I don't know if we're going to be allowed to, I got to figure that out. Mike is in Long Beach. Mike? Hey, Sal, what's going on? What's up, Mike? Listen, when you go meet Buck, ask him when he's going to finally win a playoff series. Wait a minute! Are you kidding me, Mike? Do not... To besmirge the great name of Buck Showalter, who put coal in your stocking. Listen, I remember when he managed the Yankees. He's been managing for almost for over thirty years on and off, and he hasn't won a playoff series. Oh, stop it! I mean, come on, you Buck is one of the great managers ever. He's never won a playoff series. Thanks for the call, Mike. Is no, incorrect. The Orioles got to the ALCS, so also the Royals. All right, okay. So he never won a World Series. He won a playoff yeah. series before. Yeah, I was trying, trying to think real quick. What about with Arizona? Uh, no, he the left Mets knocked him out. Right, he left, uh, Mets got him in 99. And, and that he was it. He was left, there in 2000, I don't they think they made the playoffs. Right. Uh, Rangers never made the playoffs. Orioles made it a bunch, but the Yankees knocked him out. Rangers never made it with him? Uh, I don't think they made the playoffs, no. The fact that they were in contention Orioles the first year was a yeah. miracle. So he um, won a series, at least one series with the Orioles. Yeah, he didn't win one with the Yankees, obviously, he was only there once. So yeah, I think it's just the one series, uh, was that, 2015? When the uh, Orioles yeah, lost 14 leagues, it was 14, when they went to the ALCS. That's and it, the just a one series? Yeah, that sounds about right. He deserves more than that. This is the year. It's happening. He, he does. You know, last year was a terribly disappointing end, crushing. Defeat. I know, and the Zach Britton. Uh, well, uh, whatever. I, I, know, mean, I, know, I know. I don't blame him for that. I know everybody gets on him for that, but at some point he had to have somebody close the game out. Uh, like, I know you could say, well, just get there and worry about it later, but I understand his thought process. Uh, I love Buck. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to absolve no, him. No, I love him. I'm going to absolve him of 95. Yankees had a two nothing lead and lost three in Seattle. I'm going to absolve him of that. That wasn't his fault. He had nowhere to go. Nobody he's, could get anybody out. He's had some bad luck. There's no question about it. He's been on the wrong yeah, end. Randy of, Johnson, uh, you know, crapping the bed against the Mets and Todd Pratt getting them. Yeah, I mean that team was 100. What were they? Won 101 games that Diamondback team? Yeah, in 99. I don't remember exactly, but the Mets team second year of existence. The the bad luck with the Yankees in '95 for sure. You don't think so? I don't know Come who's on. bad luck. I mean, look, the look. I love that team, but now looking back at the time, you were wrapped up into it. 
they didn't have any guys that could get anybody out. They had David Cohn and nothing else. Yeah. McDowell's back was shot. Wetland couldn't get Griffey Last out. Year. And Martinez, if, if he had 100 chances, they just couldn't get anybody out. Last year, the, you know, the Mets falling apart there at the end. I don't know. Is it his fault that Scherzer was hurt? No, they, I'm not going to put I'm not gonna put the Mets on him. No. record a friggin' out? No, I mean, I mean, he's had some mistakes in the playoffs, but I'm not going to put them all on Buck. Like I said, the Yankee one of album, the Diamondback one, because Randy, John- Randy Johnson led that team. So I could get... The Oriole one with Zach Britton, that was a problem. Look, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. I love you, Buck, and I can't wait to meet you Sunday. We're going to talk some baseball by the cage. Merry Buckmas. Oh, I can't wait, Marco. Please put the phone. Either have it in a pocket. Look, you. you I think they're going to be recording. Come, come on, put, put I can't something bring up. The, some, uh, there's going to be a camera there from SNY that's going to at least like shoot the intro. I this don't doesn't think... have to be on the air. No, I, I just want to hear stories. <laughs> well, I feel are. like a little kid going yeah. to give. Please tell me stories. I, I that's all I want to do. I want to hear the Buck Showalter stories. I just thought it was so cool that they actually called me. Like, they should listening? let you sit in the dugout with them for the game. Oh yeah, right. No, I, I, and now you're getting now you're getting carried away. What are you kidding me? He'll have two minutes of me and be like, oh, you're the idiot who yells and said the division was over. Thanks for jinxing us. Now get the hell out of here. Sorry, Buck. I won't do it again. <laughs> I promise I won't do it again. There are a few guys that intimidate me. I mean, you know, I'm usually the intimidator, right? I mean, I feel like that at times. At least that's how I feel in my own mind. Although <laughs> at home, I'm not. That's why sometimes on the radio, you idiot! This is where I get it all out. But with Buck, I'm intimidated. I think, at least, I'll be intimidated. I don't know, because I, I think he'll defuse you. He'll, he, Buck can read every situation. I feel like, honestly, I feel like Buck is the sage. Like, if anything, like life stories... I don't know, advice. I feel like Buck Showalter's the guy. Like, if I have a problem, I wish I could call Buck Showalter. He could set me straight. So I think he's going to be able to read you. Right. He's going to know what you what need. What brings you here, son? Right. I'm he's going to be able to figure it yeah. out. He's also going to take a couple of jabs at you because he's going to know these stories. Like, I don't know what to wear. Do yes. I got to wear, like, you know what I mean? Like, can I go with my Mary Buckmas hoodie? I mean, or is that going to be like, that's what you're wearing a ballpark, son? You professional? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel mm. like he'll take a shot to lighten you up and also to, you know, Make sure he keeps the balance. I don't think anything gonna, that you wear is going to be safe. If he knows who I am, he's going to open with the NL East thing. He has to. So right? he will know who you are. Buck is always prepared. I don't know about that. Always. There is nothing that Buck doesn't know. I, Someone then, will talk to him. He will ask Then the I hope he starts with, forget the NL East, then I hope he starts with Mary Buckmas. And then I'll be like, oh, I love you. You're what? on TV in City Field yeah. every day from 6 to 6.30 when they're getting ready for a game. Oh, he knows who you are. Yeah. Uh-oh. See, if he knows who I am, that means some of the players know who I am. As excited as I am to meet Buck, I don't want to come across Daniel Vogelback. He may hurt me. You also sit next to Terry Collins and Omar Minaya for yeah. how many years now? I mean, yeah, Buck knows who you are. That's not even a question. Now, again, did he know all the analyst is over stuff? Maybe not at the time. Will he know before he sits down with you? <laughs> Guaranteed. Will he know the, the Mary Buckmas, even if you don't have the shirt on? Is yes, he will. Be careful yes, what will. you wish for. I want to meet Buck Showalter. It's like, hey, we're going to make that happen. It's like, oh, I have to meet Buck Showalter. Please don't yell at me. I'm sorry. I know I'm an idiot. I'm just trying to entertain. I didn't mean any harm by it. How the hell could you blow that division? What's wrong with you guys? You know how much trouble you caused me? I took more heat than you did. Who got blamed? You should be thanking me. Who got more blame for blowing that division? You or me? I think I did. Nobody blamed Buck. They blame me. Meanwhile, Still. You'll be lucky to get your name out. All this talk now. When you actually have Buck and Schultz in front of you. Yeah, right, exactly. Hi, <gasps> <gasps> Mr. Schultz. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.